This is the one. This is it right here, boys. I'll tell you right now. This is the fucking one. This is the one that's coming out. And you might be thinking to yourself, Matt, why are you so confident that this is the one? I'll tell you exactly why. Because it has to be. We're right down to it. Ah. <clears throat> uh. I don't have it, I swear. Um, what's up, y'all? This is the fucking show. I'm leaving that in, and we're doing it, because this is the damn thing, and that's what we do. Uh, welcome to What's Wrong with Matt Boyd, episode number 33. The Larry Bird episode. Microphone smells like cigarettes. Uh, the Larry Bird episode. I'm not a huge fan of Larry Bird, even though I'm a Celtics fan. I think he's very low on the list of my favorite Celtics. Uh, number one, Kevin Garnett, obviously. Number two, Paul Pierce. Number three, Rondo. Number four, Kendrick Perkins. I don't love that one. Number five, I'm just trying to think of people before I can put Larry Bird on there. Number, number four, Bill Russell. Come on. The winningest winner of all time. Since winning was invented, nobody's won more. Bill Russell, player and coach. The guy's won ring. The man's got jurly from being both a player and a coach. He's unfuckwithable. The problem is, who's at the very bottom of the list? Is it Larry Bird or is it Ray Allen? It's one of the two. Ray Allen's a traitor. Uh... He he left the heat or he left for the Celtics for the Heat just a ring chase. You already got the ring, Ray. You didn't have to do that, and it hurt. It hurt when you did it, and it still hurts to this day when I think about it. When I think back, a lot of Spurs fans have PTSD to the you know the game six shot. Ray Allen, last few seconds ties the game, keeps the game going. It was supposed to be the Heat. You know, or the Spurs. They were supposed to win that game out of nowhere. Fucking Bosch gets a rebound, offensive rebound. I believe it was because Tim Duncan was just taken out of the game for no good reason. Pop took him out for no good reason. He gets a rebound, kicks it out to Ray. Ray hits a shot. He'd go on to win that game. He'd go on to win game seven. He'd go on to win the finals. Now, that hurt a lot of Spurs fans because it was Spurs versus Heat. I think that it's underrated how much... That hurt the Celtics fans that were watching, in part because we still hated LeBron at the time. I don't hate LeBron anymore. I love LeBron. I believe I've defended LeBron on multiple occasions on this podcast. I do love LeBron. I want him to become the GOAT. I like witnessing history. I like to have no uh, sour emotions towards greatness. That's my new stance. I learned that through... Over the last few weeks, both Tom Brady and Tiger Woods. Bad time to bring him up. Huh. Why would you do that? Uh, Tiger, let's fucking get better. Be healthy. Stay safe. Uh, I don't I don't know what we know about Tiger's accent. But either way, it was just him, right? Nobody else got hurt. So it fucking doesn't... If, it, if anyone hasn't already had this take, I guarantee you nobody has. But if Tiger was drunk or on drugs and behind the wheel as long as no one else got hurt i'm not gonna hold that against him if he just hurt himself it's just his ass you know and you can do with your ass what you want it's nobody's ass but yours so if if you are out here showing your ass it's your ass to show 
If you're guarding your ass, it's your ass to guard. Now, sometimes it's more fun to be more open ass about things, you know? But sometimes it can get a little dangerous. If you're showing your ass a little too much, you can get hurt. And if that's not bad enough, you can hurt other people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think I hate Ray Allen more than Larry Bird. I don't hate Larry Bird. I just actively, I, I want the record to show that he's not one of my favorites because I don't like the conversations people have about Larry Bird. I don't, every time someone brings up how great Larry Bird is, it always seems like they're saying something else, you know? And they're kind of saying like, it's good that a white one's good, you know? It always feels that way. And he's the best white one. I mean, he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. And it just so happens that he's white. Um, but I don't like people when they talk about him. And he fucking looks weird. He looks terrible. Larry Bird has looked like he's 55 since he's been like 25. I mean, like Larry Bird's entire career, he looked like he was about to retire when he had back problems as a play dude. He had like back problems. Like he had to fucking ice his back at halftime and he had to like lay down on the court like multiple times in his career. He had a bad, who has a bad back, dude. That's how out of shape, grown-ass professional athletes and greatest, like some of the greatest to ever do it, used to have bad backs. LeBron James doesn't have a bad back. LeBron James has to be as old, if not older, than Larry Bird was when he had a bad back. A grown man, an athlete, one of the best athletes to ever grace the court. I know. I bet nobody says that. He's one of the greatest basketball players to ever play the game. Larry Bird, definitely top ten. Nobody doesn't have him in their top ten. You'd be a damn fool if he wasn't in your top ten objectively. Now, I don't know if he's in my top ten Celtics personally, but I don't like having white players in there, dude. It really does feel weird and wrong and gross. I would put. If we're going to do the power rankings of white NBA players, here we go. This is what we're doing. This is the show. Welcome to it. The power ranking of white players based off of me, how I feel about them. Objectively. Number one, Steve Nash. Number two, it gets hard immediately. It gets hard immediately. Jason Williams. Come on. You got to put, you got to put him in there. White chocolate. Um, number three, fuck. I mean, I can think of some, but I just don't like any of them. Um, I'll tell you, how about this? It's a lot easier to say this. You know who's not going to be in there? Let's power rank my least favorite white NBA players. Number one, Larry Bird. Number two, Birdman. Number three, Tyler Hero. Number four, this is, this is easy, but I just have to pick. Mike Miller, he, he looks bad he looks like a piece of shit i bet mike miller is a great guy but i hate him i hated him with his long hair i hate him i'm pretty sure he had a mohawk at one point but not like a a buzz mohawk like a long mo- like a Birdman type mohawk i believe i could be wrong about that um it's weird how many of these guys were miami heat players i mean mike miller tyler hero Birdman, uh chris anderson you know Birdman. The Birdman was already a rapper 
and I'm pretty sure, well, Berman's New Orleans, but that's close enough to Miami to where Birdman, the real Birdman, Birdman Sr. has is in Miami, you know? I'm very surprised that Birdman Sr. did not have any words with Chris Anderson at any point. He he might have at some Miami nightclub. He's like, fuck putting respect on my name. Take my name out your goddamn mouth. That's what Birdman Sr. said. Uh, who do I, I? I need a one more. I need a top five least favorite. I had Larry Bird, Tyler Hero, Birdman, Mike Miller. Who? Else? Oh, Grayson Allen. Oh, it's not even close. Grayson Allen. The oh, dude, Grayson. Grayson Allen is the worst because he's not white trash. All those other dudes seem like white. No, you know who else? Tyler Hero is not white trash. He looks very affluent whitey. And uh, Grayson Allen is very affluent whitey, dude. And like in the worst way possible. There are dudes that have committed real crimes that I would trust with my kids more than Grayson Allen. I fucking hate the way he looks. I hate the fact that he's a tripper. He's a tripper. He's not even like a like a goon. Like he's not he's not like a the muscle on a team. He's not the guy that's protecting the stars. He's not like a Udonis Haslam type or or like a KG or you know like a like like the dude on the team that's taking care Andre Drummond. I don't know if that's a good example, but you know what I mean. Like the muscle. He's the guy that's physical on the court that is being physical in a cunty way you know what i mean he's the cuntiest basketball player of all time he's no and you know who who's on high up on the list of approved white nba players um fucking bill lambeer that guy that's how you fucking protect your fucking that's how you that's how you fucking muscle and that's how you be a good whitey is you be bill lambeer that was he was a good one and people always try to get you to love Larry Bird because he would go home to, fr- first of all, French Lick, Indiana. Get a new name. Just be Morristown or something. You know what I mean? Name it something else. Name it after Larry Bird at this point. I don't care. Call it Larry Town. Call it damn Birdville. I don't give a fuck. But don't, your town's name is, you're from the home, your hometown is French Lick, Indiana grow up French lick and people would always say he was a good guy because in his off season he'd go home and he'd pave driveways in French lick Indiana shut up that's why you got a bad back you fucking idiot quit paving driveways in the off season you're a millionaire you're one of the greatest basketball players of all time chill out why don't you shoot more you know what I mean why don't you run a couple laps why don't you do some push-ups you're one of those unathletic athletes of all time maybe go home to French Lick Indiana and during the off season I don't know get into calisthenics you know start doing some burpees you fucking idiot I'm hot dude I'm hot hotter than a damn pepper and I'm madder than a hornet and all these gross so let's go back now now that i've really got the juices flowing let's go back to the good whites the good whites in the nba steve nash bill lambier it's still hard john stockton 
Can I put him in there? Just because, you know, I mean, Dr. Fundamentals. That was his nickname, right? That's what we all called him, Dr. Fundamentals. I mean, you know, you can't get that high in a statistical category, assist, you know, and like get all the way up there on assist. I believe he's number one and it's not even close, right? I could be wrong on that. John Stockton, Bill Lambier, Steve Nash. Are there any now? Who's who's a good whitey right now? I mean, it's not Tyler Hero, and it's not fucking Duncan Allen. What's his name? The other Heat player? Allen Robinson? Duncan Robinson? He's just fine. I don't hate him. Is Delonte West white? He's He's got to definitely be half. He's half something. Um, Delonte West goes on the good list. Because that guy just got a raw deal. You know, that guy got his mother fucked by LeBron James. <laughs> and it put him on the streets. Um, I don't know how much of that is true. He definitely went on the streets. Mark Cuban, can I say he's one of the good whites in the NBA? Uh, no, we can't get into coaches. Because then, yeah, that's just, you know, there's so many. Then you got to throw Pop in there. Um, Dude, it might be a three-man list. It might be Steve Nash, John Stockton, and Bill Lambeer. I can't think of another one. I really can't for the life of me. Think of one that I think is irreplaceable. If you put the five greatest whites on on a team together in their prime, let's think of who those would be. Larry Bird, Steve Nash, John Stockton, Bill Lambeer. We need a we need a power forward. Kevin McHale? Are we just going to throw him in there? Let's just throw him in there. No. Oh, dude. Uh, is Mono Ginobili white? No, Mono Ginobili is not white. We can't claim him. He's Argentinian. Ah, oh, damn. That means we can't have the Gasol. Bro- but I, I don't know. Spanish Spanish people from Spain are white. Can I put the Gasol brothers in the, on the good list? Okay, I want my power forward to be Pau Gasol. So it's... It's Steve Nash, John Stockton. They're both true passing point guards, though. We need a shooting guard. Let's just do it. Fuck it. Two passers. We'll do it. We have no offense on this team. This team sucks. This team fucking sucks. Larry Bird's taking every single shot. But if we put the five great whites on a basketball team against, dude, like, like the five best black rookies this year and i don't even know who all those would be would would the whites stand a chance would they stand a chance i don't know if they would dude i bet they actually would i don't know bill and beard being there fucking some people up and saying some words you don't want to hear that would not be good that would be no bueno uh everybody's passing that thing everybody's literally just passing to each other until they get Larry the ball and then Larry's gonna fucking shoot a flat footed three pointer and then mustache his way down the court I don't like that team at all dude that team makes me sick (laughs) that team makes me sick to my stomach just to think about dude um but it's good to be back and doing this podcast um I'm fucking happy to be here. I've just been, you know, living my damn life, being worried about stuff for no good goddamn reason, and just watching movies that really fuck me up. I've been watching a lot of fuck 'em up movies. Movies made to just make you hate shit. 
you know, just a lot. I watched out one documentary, it made me feel something, and now I just, I'm chasing the dragon, watching movies that make me feel shit. Uh, and uh, I've learned that I just, I, I never really understood this about myself, but I've, it's come, it's become true recently that um, I don't think that I'm good at getting messages out of movies. I think I'm actually terrible at it. I think that I come out of movies pretty much literally every time I watch a movie, I come out the other side, I think with the wrong idea. I think that I'm really bad at getting messages. I watched, uh, like I, I watched fucking, uh, uh, Judas and the black Messiah. And this is not going where you think it's going. I watched Judas and the black Messiah, like, um, about maybe a month ago. If it was out then, like the weekend it came out. And at the end of that movie, I was like, I think I'm a Black Panther. The, my watch is going off. I hope you can't hear it. Um, I I watched it and I was just like, those guys got a lot of really good ideas. I I wonder if they would let, I wonder if there was any white Black Panthers. Um, I guarantee you there wasn't. But I, I didn't hate anything that my man was saying. Fred Hampton was the fucking man. And before I watched that, uh, months and months ago, I watched The Trial of the Chicago 7, which Fred Hampton is portrayed in for a couple minutes. Not that much. It's more about Bobby Seals. And uh, him too, dude. Bobby Seals was the fucking man. And I don't... I understand why they weren't liked at the time, but um, I, I, I 100% understand the... Uh, the racial tension in the sixties and seventies and eighties in America. But, uh, I, I 100% get the feeling that I would have been on their side. And you know, what is very perplexing to me is that in neither of those movies and really in anything that you read or watch or listen to about the black Panther movement is that it didn't seem like there were really any white people on their side isn't that weird it's never like there's no there's no good whites in uh judas and the black messiah there's no good whites in the trial of chicago seven dude that was like one of the best fucking what like one of the most i think the reason that i loved it and i relate i didn't i did not relate to it and i didn't almost say that i did but that's not what i meant the thing that I loved can be encapsulated in one moment in the movie, The Trial of the Chicago 7. And if you don't know, what the, it's a true story, so it's you can't really call it spoilers, it, but it actually happened. But there were, there were seven men that were on trial for a riot that was incited during the DNC in Chicago in the 70s. I don't know what year exactly. I feel we can narrow it down. There were only probably, what, two elections in the 70s? And let's work it backwards. There was one in 2020, and if we go back by multiples of four, the uh, riots were either in 76 or 72 or 76. We're looking it up. When was the trial of the Chicago 7? Let's look it up. Let's look it up. What's the five word Google? Chicago riot. Chicago riots. 
How many were there? Oh, it was in the 60s. Oh, this is a fuck me situation. Wait, in 1968? Sparked by the assassination of Martin Luther King? I don't think that's the same one. It was. The 68 DNC. I didn't know that had to do with the assassination. I bet that was a big part of that movie that I just completely didn't see, you know, that I did not pick up on. This is kind of exactly what I'm talking about. I watch movies and I don't, I don't fucking, I don't think I'm picking up on the shit that they want me to. Um, but the, the seven men that, that were, got in trouble, six of them were whiteies, bad. I mean, I think for their time, good whiteies, but, uh, I, and I guess probably still to this day, politically, they were good whiteys, but they were my least favorite kind of whiteys. And they were affluent and hippie whiteys um, that were very radical. Very, A couple of them were like free love fuckos, and the other ones were like do-gooder, like fucking Harvard kids. Um, and me, I like a good blue-collar, white trash kind of whitey, you know? I like somebody that'll fucking fight somebody, you know, because this is me. I'm explaining me for sure. Uh, And I like somebody that smokes cigarettes and fucking, you know, can hotwire a car. And uh, that was six of them. And then the seventh person that was on trial was Bobby Seale, who was high up in the Black Panther Party. I'm not sure exactly what his position was, but he was up there. Uh, he was he tried to get represented in court by Fred Hampton. Courts would not allow it because he wasn't a real lawyer. Fred, uh, councilman, chair, chairman, chairman Fred. But there was a part in the movie where um, Bobby Bobby Seal, oddly enough, and this is so strange. I didn't see this coming. Um, back in the sixties, he was the only one of those seven guys that was held in a jail cell for the trials. None of the other one, everyone else got to go home. Isn't that weird? Uh, that didn't sound like that time, period, at all. And uh, after Fred Hampton, history spoiler, g- gets assassinated by uh, the police. I don't know if it was in Chicago, but it was somewhere. After he gets assassinated, um, some of the whiteys go and visit... Bobby Seals in jail to tell him. And Bobby Seals says to to the whiteys, he says, don't you, he, he says to, to one of the guys, uh, your dad, is he a Republican? And the guy is like, yeah, my white dad is a Republican. And Bobby Seals goes, don't you see how that makes our positions a little bit different? You just kind of want to stick it to your dad that you're a Democrat. And I got to deal with nooses and trees. And I was like, fuck, dude. After that moment, I was like, God damn it, sign me up. I want to be a fucking Black Panther. That's such a, like, a good, and I think that that translates to today. All right, let's not get political. I promise myself I get one a year. It's not, and I already, I already, I earned it on last week's episode. But he was just saying, like, you know, you can kind of see the differences in what we're doing in this courtroom. You you incited a riot for political protest because you want to stick it to your dad because he's conservative. And I have to deal with my fucking brethren getting assassinated in their sleep 
by police officers, and we're not really playing the same game, is what Bobby Seals was saying. And I was like, fuck it, bro. Fucking put me there, dude. I want to be... I want to be there with him, bro. I wanted to dap Bobby up. That was the fucking coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, and then I'm watching the the Judas and the Black Messiah. And the whole time, I don't think at any point they want you. I, I don't think that the point is ever to like be like, oh, man, yeah, Fred Hampton's got some really, really good points. But that's how I felt the entire movie. I couldn't stop just being like, this guy fucking gets it. Like, unironic, I'm being 100% serious. And uh, I think that that's kind of what's wrong with me, is that um, there, I think that movies, and especially movies like that, are 100%, nobody would even argue this, are 100% made to convince you of whatever they're trying to convince you of. And I think that not agreeing with that bullshit is so ingrained in my psyche that even when I'm not trying to hate that shit i'm hating it and i automatically go in the exact opposite direction and just take up whatever stance like i was watching a i was watching this movie a couple nights ago called the sound of metal and i'm going to spoil this movie for you so if you want to see it quit watching quit watching right now you pause this podcast and go watch it and then come back so i'm about to talk about it um but in the sound of metal it's a it's on Amazon Prime. I don't mean to brag, but I have Amazon Prime. Um, and I was watching it. I had no idea what it was about. Absolutely no idea. I like going into movies every once in a while completely blind and just trusting that I'll either like it or I'll learn something or I'll learn why I don't like it or there there will be some kind of we're going to kind of move forward by watching this movie no matter what happens. And I watched it. It just kind of looked cool. You know, it was Riz Ahmed, who I love, shirtless. And I was like, fucking, let's get it. Let's go. And so he's a drummer in the movie, and he's in a band. It's just him. It's a white stripe situation. It's just he's a drummer, and his girlfriend is the guitarist and singer. And he goes deaf from turning it up to 11 one too many times. You know what I mean? Come on, Riz. You didn't have to turn up to 11 every time, you know? If it's too loud, you're too old. That's what they say, man. Sometimes, you know, the cl- the cliches are cliches for a reason, man. Uh, he turned it up to 11, and he went deaf. And, uh, and so he has to go and live in this deaf community. He doesn't have to, but he chooses to, to try to start to accept and deal with the fact that he is now deaf. Because I'm sure if you go deaf at just some point in your life, it's probably a very traumatic thing to go through. I would assume, especially if you're a musician, if your whole thing is listening. If I were to go deaf, it would be a fucking problem. You all would probably love it. But for me, it would be a fucking issue. My literal entire life would change. For the better, for the worse, I don't know. But I wouldn't be able to be a fucking comedian anymore and i couldn't be a podcast i guess i could be a podcaster but i couldn't listen to podcasts i could do have the first deaf podcast are there deaf podcasts podcasts for deaf people i guess is the way you'd say that uh i bet there is i bet there's a youtube channel for podcasts for deaf people let's look it up here we go again we're looking it up 
I'm going to say there are. Because, uh, you know, you can make a podcast that is uh, video only and do sign language. Podcast for deaf. Podcast for sleeping was the first thing that came up, you know? Oh, there's 1,000% a podcast What is for deaf people. It's called Deaf Podcast. Watch it. I'm not going to. Uh, but oh, there's also one called What the Deaf. I don't like that. Um, all right, we're out of here. Um, so there are podcasts for deaf people. So I could be a deaf podcaster. I bet there's also deaf comedians, but mm. my I would have to. I would just become, dude. I you know what I would do if I became deaf and wanted to stay in comedy is like uh, at at uh, at political rallies and shit and political speeches they have the deaf person off to the side doing the sign language i would do that for comedians oh no wait i couldn't because i couldn't hear fuck i guess i couldn't do that shit i didn't think that one through anyway watching sound of metal um and it's so he goes to this deaf community he's trying to learn how to be deaf he's really not taking it all that well as nobody blames him how could you? You're a fucking musician. You go deaf one day. It fucking sucks. And uh, and so he decides... Everyone that he lives with is deaf. He has to leave his girlfriend. His girlfriend goes back to New York or whatever. And this was like somewhere else. And so she leaves. He can't talk to her. He can't have any contact with the outside world. He lives in this deaf community. One day he's fucking fed up. And he goes and he gets the... Uh, I don't, it's not called a hearing the cochlear implants the ones where you put the fucking magnet on the side of your head like a goddamn android it looks cool as shit um, but they put the little thing on the side of his head he gets the implants he starts hearing but it sounds weird It's it kind of sounds like a like when you're like scrubbing through a radio you know where it's like you can kind of hear it and there's like this weird radio wave noise and it's not the same you know he goes back to the deaf community and he tries to get back in and they say, dude, this isn't, you can't come back. The whole thing here is that we accept that we're deaf. We learn how to live life as a deaf person. You can't come back with these fucking implants and everybody see you and like have some kind of hope or whatever. You gotta, you gotta leave. So he's gotta leave. He goes back to New York, lives with a girlfriend and he listens to his girlfriend sing for the first time, but it sounds weird. He can't really hear it. He has a fucking mental breakdown because he can't really hear her sing the way that he used to. And he's out in the world, and he's, like, sitting on a park bench, and everything's, like, really loud. The fucking police sirens and, like, the bell tower bell. It's damn 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so it's ringing, and it's fucking, it keeps ringing, and it's ringing, it's fucking, as we get it, it's 3 p.m. Why does it have to ring so many times? I mean, I get that they used to have those back before they had clocks to let people know what time it was, but it's like, can we get a shorter, they ring so fucking much. Why do they keep ringing? Ring once. It's the new hour, you know? Who? I mean, who's losing track of time so bad that they have to hear it 10 times to know that it's 10 a.m.? Just fucking, it's the new hour. What was the last hour? Nine? Okay, now it's 10, you know? So it's ringing in his fucking ears. He hates it. It sounds bad. It sounds really bad. I agree with him. If that's really what it sounds like, what they were doing in the movie, 
It sounds really bad. And so then he takes the fucking implants off. He just takes the magnets off his head. And he, there's finally just this moment you see on his face of like peace and understanding and acceptance that he just has to get used to this no sound life. But it's too late. He left the deaf community. He's back out in the world. He already made his fucking mistakes. He's got to just be here and be good at, at this point. He's just got to give up. Give up trying so goddamn hard. Live his life as a deaf person. That's what he's got to come to grips with. Cuts out. Movie over. Movie's over, and I just think to myself, ah, I kind of want to be deaf. <laughs> And I know that that's not what they wanted me to think. You know, the director and the writer of that movie was just like, hey, you, normal person with, well, deaf people are normal too. That's not what I mean. But person with all of your capabilities and your abilities and your senses, you can just have this moment of Zen and, and Nirvana and focus in your life where you kind of accept the world that is around you Play with the hand that you're dealt. You know what I mean? The biggest killer of all, the number one killer of dreams and passion and life and happiness is this ever evolving, this treadmill of trying to get, after you lose something, to get back to what you had before. This endless treadmill of trying really hard to catch something that's uncatchable, you know? He was never going to get his hearing back. He already fucking lost it, you know? He had to just start to learn how to be deaf. Very anti, like, I almost said anti-science, which is not what I meant. Anti, like, cochlear implants, which is supposed to be, like, a really good thing, right? But the movie's very anti-having cochlear implants, which I now find very interesting. It's my first time thinking about that. But, you know, they're essentially just like, hey, don't don't get this fucking bullshit. Just be deaf is like the answer in the movie, I think. I don't know. If you saw the movie and you don't think that was the answer, chime in, you know? Um, I also watched fucking a movie where the head of the Black Panther Party got assassinated in his sleep and it made me want to become a Black Panther. So uh, maybe I'm not really good at getting messages in movies, but at the end of sound of metal, I was like, oh yeah, fucking scientific advancements are bullshit. Just accept the life you have and learn to live with it, you know? If Rizzy Rice could do it in this movie, learn to be deaf, I can fucking do it. You know? I can fucking figure this shit out. Um, Or maybe I won't. Maybe I won't figure this shit out, but I'll tell you one thing's for sure. That's this week's episode. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening or watching. Uh, you can uh, watch or listen on uh, Spotify, YouTube, Patreon, and the iTunes podcast app. You can like, share, subscribe, buy, preach.